0: it is the Fly Guys podcast, Justin Goodhart alongside Cameron yes. Klein. Cameron celebrating in his living room at the FGP Studios home base in
1: uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Cameron, why are you celebrating today? Because you can hear that. Because you I can hear, hear that. that exactly. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, finally. I'm very excited. The software is working out great. I was watching like a bunch of YouTube videos last night. Um, they have all kinds of great tutorials on there. Um, so, you know, needless to say, dude, I mean... Oh. oh
0: yeah. Absolutely. And I can hear that.
1: <laughs> turn that up. Let me turn that. I am stoked, baby. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's great to be able to hear that. It's oh. so good to be able to hear that. Um, oh. which means that Cameron and I, the way that we've done this before when we went remote was Cameron and I would uh, separately record our own audio and then one of our, one of us would just, you know, sync it up in post and we'd put it, you know, and edit it together and you know, we'd add the um, the intro like the way that we needed to but with this now being a new thing it it sounds so stupid to just be pointing this out but it's exciting for Cameron and I because it just makes our lives so much easier this now allows us to just um have our what should we call our our audio all on one thing so there's no need for like post-production unless we need to tinker with something
1: right right exactly exactly and i added some new stuff we have the soundboards back i added some new stuff because there's a recent video that came out on crossing broad you may have seen your boy oh yeah, oh, yeah. and uh i'm just yeah yeah uh, it's it was it's it's weird being famous you know <laughs> it's it's odd i'm getting all these texts i've not i got like maybe 3 of them but you know it is what I, it uh, is you know
0: my uh, my worker for Penn State Harrisburg, uh, Bobby Bader, um, who you know actually does work for the like he's a photographer for the Hershey Cubs and um, you know does a lot of other stuff and big Flyers fan as well. He um, he sends me a message regarding that. He goes, "Did I see Cameron?" And I'm like, "Yep, yeah, that's Cameron in there." And he's just like, "That's awesome." Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, it was cool. I do I do want to comment on it a little bit. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, history will remember the Dirty Dozen. Okay, that stood in front of a bar that Comcast does not own or really is even associated with um, and was in the inconvenience of absolutely nobody. But history will show when we win the Stanley Cup, okay, and they're all making their acceptance speeches and they're all making their celebrity speeches, I know for a fact that they will call out and they will say, we didn't have a fire in us until we saw the Dirty Dozen.
0: (laughs) The Dirty Dozen.
1: It was a lot of fun, though, dude. Everyone there, was it was a lot of, like, just dumb energy everyone kind of knew we were there it's kind of a joke it was goofy it was fun a lot of cool group of people uh it was it was cool it was cool I'll be honest I had a good time it was fun
0: so um I have bad news to starting out this uh this episode dude okay what's up well as you know firstly last week the Flyers um must have listened to our they always do
1: They always listen to us.
0: Well, whatever they're saying, let's just go the opposite direction. We're deeply,
1: deeply influential, clearly. Uh It's insane. Uh, We said
0: on the show last week, no point in firing Chuck now. We should just wait until um, this season is over. Because you you let him go through the trade deadline. That was basically my main reason why. If you were going to fire Chuck Fletcher, then why did you have him go through the trade deadline? Was this like his last chance to ever being able to save his job?
1: No, it was it was. Com- it was they realized when they had that 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 what season ticket holder meeting, and everyone booed the shit out of them. They were just like, okay, we got to do something. Like th- there was no plan. They didn't plan on firing him, in my opinion. No way. Because again, like you just said, why would you let him run the trade deadline of this supposed rebuild if you were just going to fire him? If that was your last chance, like if you're saying like, okay, this is his last chance. It's already too late. Get just get rid of him. Just get exactly. rid of him. Exactly. There's no point.
0: So. The Flyers, out goes Chuck Fletcher, and in comes Danny Breer, the guy that uh, for a long time a lot of people have said, you know, let's give him the chance. Let's see if he, you know, can uh, do something with this with this opportunity. And um, just a couple days into his tenure, just one day after his first game as GM. Um, Cameron, are you aware of this, uh, of this? Firstly, did you know his son goes to Mercyhurst?
1: No, no. But, yeah, I'm aware of it. Yeah, where he threw the wheelchair down the stairs. Yeah, so- yeah.
0: Firstly, wow. Just, wow. That's unbelievable that he did that. That is unfathomable that anyone would do that. And the person just so happens to be Carson Breer, Danny Breer's son. Um, Embarrassing. uh, Pathetic. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Just as unintelligent as it gets. Honestly, I, I know it's not Danny doing it, but... Wow, that's terrible. That's a horrible, 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 horrible thing to do. And um, the PR-related or the PR-type apology that he sent out, or that he didn't send out but was sent out on his behalf, in which he states, I am deeply sorry for my behavior on Saturday. There is no excuse for my actions, and I will do whatever I can to make up for this serious lack of judgment. Yeah, lack of judgment doesn't even do this um, justice. This is as dumb as and as unnecessary and as just disrespectful of an act as someone can do in whatever context you want to put it in wow cameron wow
1: that's dumb well yeah it was just a, it was a, it was a dumb it was like the way i looked at it was like okay that's a, that's a rich kid move that's like a rich kid yeah. when you see that type of shit you're just like okay like daddy bought the car somebody has daddy's credit card and like we know who Daddy is and we know that Daddy has a lot of money and he's very yeah. successful. So it's it's yeah, it's I don't know. It's just like the kid just bleeds breeds breathes nepotism in that video. Like it just it's just like, yeah, it's you could tell he's the son of somebody rich and famous who doesn't really have to work for shit. And I've if I'm not mistaken, which, you know, I'm gonna I didn't do my great research, so you know, take this for what it is, but I believe this is the second school that he's been in. Uh, I think the last school that he was in, he left or I don't know if he was kicked out. I have no idea. But because of partying issues. Um, So clearly he didn't really learn from that issue too much. So I don't know, man. It's – it's kid just looks like an asshole. He just comes off as an asshole, you know. And, Carson, to you, we say, You think
0: firing Chuck was enough? Fuck you. (laughs) Fire Comcast. Sell (laughs) – you know, you know. waiting for that particular one to make an appearance in today's show, and uh, I'm glad it was used in this context. Um, yeah, yeah just, fuck it, I just can't. I can't wrap my head around that you'll decision. Up in the bus stop, most of the time. I think so. Huh? <laughs> Next. Oh Ugh. my God! So yeah, uh, Danny Briere. It's not like he doesn't have a hard enough job as it is, but now the fir- like right. really—you think about it—the first thing he's got to deal with is Flyers general manager is his dumbass kid pushing a wheelchair down a flight of steps at a nightclub. Wow. Just like, Danny, what's the first thing you thought you'd have to deal with when be, as the new GM of the Philadelphia Flyers? Did, do you think it had to do with your kid who goes to Mercyhurst? By the way, shout-out to Mercyhurst. PSAC school now. So Yeah, uh,
1: dude, yeah. I mean, uh, he shouldn't even have to deal with it because at this point it's just like, dude, you're, his kid's an adult. So Danny should just right. be like, I don't really give a uh, shit. Actually, you can, You, yeah, you well, have to deal appreciate- with it. Fuck off. He
0: does have to deal with it. He does. He kind of does.
1: I mean, what I, is he going to say? I, Sorry that my son's an asshole. I have to move. Like, there's nothing. What else What no, else can I'm, he do?
0: No. Unfortunately, so per the rules, from what I – from what I like, I did some research. Per the rules, um, he needs to bring his son out to, town, out to Town Square and where he needs to be executed. Now, that's – I believe that's the rule. <laughs> um, I'm checking with the NFL Players Association, like, rule book on that. Yeah, he's got to be executed. It stinks. Like, it's a tough break, but, you know, th- they're going to look at it in the offseason, the competition committee, for sure. But for now, Carson Breer has to be executed.
1: I mean, if I'm Danny, I'm just being, again, I'm just like, okay, your, your credit card's cut off. Good luck.
0: I Buy your own don't drinks. Think, I certainly don't think Danny is going to be giving his son, any, I, again, all jokes aside, like, Carson Breer is an idiot. There's just no other way around it. And, like, why? Why would you do that? And can I remember, I think he kind of put it beautifully. This is a rich kid who's probably never had to work really for anything because his father was such a successful hockey player and made a lot of money. Um, he just thought he would be funny. He was probably drunk. Doesn't matter. Not an excuse. Yeah, never yeah. will be an excuse. Yeah. Uh, a really, really dumb decision. And it's unfortunate because it's going to paint his father in a bad light. And I know that's not necessarily fair, but that's how what society does. They're going to look at the parents and be like, well, that's your kid. So it paints you as just as bad light as the uh, actions by the Sun do. Um, now, other things are going on in sports right now. Um, NFL free agency kind of kicked off today, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's start. Yeah. The biggest news, the biggest news going into the week. Let's start with your Miami Dolphins. The trade for Jalen Ramsey, in which the Dolphins, Cameron didn't make out too bad on that one a third round pick there's the biggest compensation they had to surrender they also re-signed Raheem Mostert I I like the start to the offseason for the Miami Dolphins
1: yeah I every move they made I've I've been happy with the Jalen Ramsey trade I heard it was happening and I got immediately immediately started sweating because I was just like oh Christ what are we like I loved I would love Jalen Ramsey but also like mm-hmm. what are we giving up and then I saw it was a third and tight end Hunter Long I was like oh all right yeah that's yeah I'll do that, and of course, it was kind of like the Rams, it kind of seemed like it was like a like a Dallas Cowboy, Amari Cooper type situation, where they were just like, alright, we're, we're going to get rid of him, so we might as well try to get something for him, um, so that's kind of how I read that situation, um, Jeff Wilson re-signed, Raheem Mostert re-signed, I was happy with both of that, I like that committee, I wouldn't mind adding another running back, I don't want a guy like Derrick Henry, um, I love Derrick Henry, but he's going to want to get paid, like a lot, and... I'd rather not do that. Now, I, I you don't invest into running back like that, in my opinion.
0: You just don't you, do it. No. Here, here's my question because you know Jeff Wilson, he's a speedy guy. Raheem Mostert, he's kind of a shifty guy. Um, what would your thoughts be on a on just like a goal line situation of back like an Ezekiel
1: Elliott for a vet minimum, vet minimum? For if if it was that situation, yes. Um, honestly, him. Another one I would really like Jamal Williams. Jamal, had, would, he was a great goal line situation. He's kind of my number one my season. number one choice, yeah. Jamal Williams. That would be that would be perfect. I would love a guy like that on the team. Um for that exact situation. Um and to me that would bring a perfect balance to that running back committee. Um and it'd be nice. And then it, it comes down to once again, Dua. If he can stay healthy, and if he does, then you're talking about a really high caliber team. Um I still want more in the secondary. They don't have enough depth, in my opinion. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey's great, but after him and Xavier, it kinda drops off. Um, and Javon Holland, their safeties are pretty solid, but, um, I mean, personally, I know you don't want it to happen, but I would love CJ Gardner Johnson. I don't think it's happening, but that's just kind of like a little mini dream that I would love to have. Um, well, so. um,
0: from what I, well, we'll get into the Eagles in just a second, because there's, there's plenty of things to, uh, yeah. to talk about with the Philadelphia Eagles, but it's I going do scorched earth. That, you know, what, what the situation is with the Dolphins, this was a good team. This was a good team that you you look back, you know, it's easy to forget. They were, what, a stop or so away from upsetting the Buffalo Bills with a third-string quarter? This is a very talented team that got bit in the worst areas by the injury bug. If they can stay healthy enough, this is a roster that has the makings of a team that could make a pretty good run next year. So getting a Jalen Ramsey – bolstering the secondary also and though you may not think about it in this regard but it is the case it is factual Jalen Ramsey brings championship caliber success to the Miami Dolphins so that's just another avenue to kind of look at it through uh I I like this a lot for the Dolphins I do think that one area I want to see them continue to get better at and maybe they'll address it in the draft I want to see the offensive line bolster up that was that has been a talking point of this team for the last couple years is their offensive line defensively I don't have to like what, what are you going to complain about I mean, the defensive line for is the not Dolphins. That bad. What was that
1: for the Dolphins defensively?
0: What's the biggest thing? Obviously, besides depth.
1: I mean they they were like ranked like twenty eighth overall last year. The defense they was really? not. Yeah,
0: and the games I watched, they did not look like the twenty eighth ranked defense. It was
1: ball. it was not great. But they they have Vic Fangio. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And that's kind of why I think they need more secondary because Vic Fangio doesn't blitz. He doesn't like to blitz. So you have to have a strong secondary in order for his defensive scheme to really, really work. Um, But I think, you know, they're kind of working toward that. Offensive line will be nice. Um, Their offensive line played pretty well last year, especially really what highlighted to me was the game in San Francisco. They played very well against San Francisco, which was very surprising. But still, yeah, you're always, to me, there's never enough offensive line and defensive line. There's never enough of either of them, as much as possible. Load it up. Load it up. I don't care. Um, but yeah, I think Vangio's defensive scheme will be great. You need more secondary. And after that, like I I mean, yeah, throwing some other depth pieces here and there, like the Eagles did last year, adding in Dom Sue late in the season, that kind of stuff. Um and other than that, I mean you're again, you stay healthy, you're looking at a dare I say, a championship caliber team.
0: Hey, listen. All it takes all it takes is just having the right pieces at the right time. And I've seen it two times now with the Eagles where they can just take a team that looks good on paper and then ride momentum to a Super Bowl appearance, one of which they won, one of which they lost. And now let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, because the biggest thing (laughs) heading into the offseason was the amount of free agents that were on their board in terms of guys that were not going to be under contract. We've TJ Edwards gone to the Chicago Bears. Kaiser White gone to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Javon Hargrave, the big piece right there, gone to the San Francisco 49ers. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, of all the teams to go to, he goes to the 49ers. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Kaiser White, too, man. Like, you're, you're going with Gannon. Fine, dude. You sealed your own fate. That's I mean, what you want to do?
0: He had a, by his standards, he had a career year with the Eagles last year, so he obviously likes Cannon. But the biggest thing was the Jesus. secondary C.J. Gardner-Johnson apparently not coming back. And, oh, my God, James Bradbury's not coming back. We only have one cornerback under contract. It's Darius Slay. And in a night's worth of work, the Eagles have flip-flopped that around to where yeah. they have released Darius Slay. They have re-signed the giant killer, Boston Scott. Shout out. Uh, they brought in Rashad Penny, so for those three-and-a-half games, he'll be healthy. He'll be yeah, amazing. I was going to say, how, did,
1: how do you feel about that? That I was, I was kind of a little... Like, same, way huh. that
0: you, same way that you felt about the Eagles bringing back Deshaun Jackson.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: That's kind of where I'm at yeah. with that. Um, and then the big news last night. Somehow, someway, the Eagles re-signed James Bradbury to a three-year deal, $38 million. Really not that bad of a deal considering what his year last year was for Philadelphia. And I know what play he's going to be remembered for for a while. It's the it's the holding call in the Super Bowl. But two things about that. One, reducing that Super Bowl to one play is idiotic. It's
1: ridiculous. Yeah, it two, is. Two,
0: James Bradbury was very good for the Eagles last year. Like really really good for the Eagles. Not saying he's going to be a shutdown, you know, Darrell Revis type cornerback, but for that money for the year that he had, I'm not upset with it. And James Bradbury is still in his 20s. He's a 26-year-old cornerback. Why would you not want that guy on your team? Yeah. Um, But the biggest thing is that earlier reports have shown the Eagles are making a strong push to re-sign C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And now the question comes back to you, Cameron. If you had your choice of you could only keep two of the three of Darius Slay, Gardner-Johnson, or Bradbury, who are you taking? In my opinion, I think you got to go younger. I know Darius Slay's been a great cornerback, but certain aspects of your game will not age gracefully as he nears 33. If they can get Gardner Johnson back, I think it's a huge save on the offseason.
1: Yeah, like, I I love Darius Slay. He was one of my favorite players when he, was, when he was with the Lions. I love that dude. But I agree. I mean, he's 32. And you got C.J. Gardner Johnson, who's coming off of his rookie contract still. Yep. You got James Bradbury, who's, what, 28? Right? I mean, yep. that's kind of... Could you could you keep Slay? Could you, you know, extend him? Yeah, I don't think it'd be the worst thing. It's not a terrible... Obviously not a terrible idea. The guy still could be productive on a team he's going to be no matter where he goes. But I agree. at the same time, it's like you... I don't think it's wise entirely to invest in that so much going into the future when you have those other two guys. So between the two of the three, if they do eventually sign C.J. Garner-Johnson, which given how this podcast goes every time we talk about shit, it happens because um, we're the most <laughs> deeply influential sports podcast in Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Um, it will happen. Obviously. So um, yeah, I think that would be the right decision too. Uh, that's what I would do. And I'm biased too. Cause I also love CJ Gardner Johnson, which is why I don't want the Eagles to sign him because I want Miami to, but I don't think even that would happen anyway. I haven't heard has any he inclination of that happening. To,
0: uh, has he been rumored at all to the Dolphins?
1: No, okay. no, it's just a dream of mine. It's just like, ideally that's what I would like to do.
0: Now, one interesting aspect about all of this. There was one um, player that I was waiting to see what was going to happen. Um, Jordan Poyer went back to the Bills. which I Yeah. Was, what I the fuck, su- man? I wasn't surprised that he went back to the Bills. but I was I, I'm upset. Well, yeah. I mean, I would imagine you are. Sure. Because
1: also he's on his podcast, which, you know, and he's just talking about, oh, I'd love to go to South Beach. I'd love to go down to South Beach. Oh, then get the fuck out of here. Like, I mean, then come to South Beach, man. What are you doing? You're going to stay in Buffalo now? Okay, whatever, dude. It's
0: such a different world, by the way. Like, South Beach versus... Yeah. It's not not even the same category.
1: I mean, you Um, know, he was also older, too, so I didn't love it. But at the same time, again, like, if... You have Javon Holland, who's young. You have Brandon Jones, who's young. You add him as well as a veteran guy to kind yeah. of help steer the ship. Sure, I love that idea, and you know, but whatever. Stay in Buffalo, fine. I don't give a shit. Fuck you.
0: So he goes back on a two-year deal, um, which again he's 31, so he's significantly older than uh, CJGJ. Yes, but he has he was the other highly tooted, you know, safety free agent in this uh, free agency class. So I wonder how that changes things if it does at all for, you know, any team negotiating with C, uh with Gardner Johnson. But I do think it makes a lot of sense for the Eagles to bring back um one, you're bringing back a guy in Gardner Johnson that really is like he's he's a team uniter. You know, you can't you we talk about talent all the time and how good this player is or how bad this player is, but one aspect that constantly gets left out of these conversations—whether it's ESPN, whether it's this podcast, whether it's any show that you ever listen to—the factor of he's a great teammate to have. He brings people together. Gardner Johnson, I think, is one of the best, just glue guys to have on a team. He was that in New Orleans, and he was most certainly that in Philadelphia this past year. His play, rep, rep, um, you know, reflected you know his talent, but his attitude uh, reflected kind of what you want to see out of an all-team guy. If he wants a, I don't know, five-year, $35 million contract, he probably wants more. I'm just throwing out a number arbitrarily <laughs> out there. You know what? Give it to him. Give it to him. Like, Howard Roseman has proven time and time again that the cap does not exist. At least yeah. not for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Uh, with that all said. Leave set, it to anybody.
1: He'll he'll whip some shit around, dude. It, it, it's He's very good. Even when we talk shit on him. Like a couple oh, years yeah. ago. That was the one thing we would say about him. We're like, well, he does no contracts. He can do that very, just, very well. Yes. He always has.
0: <laughs> I will say this. Uh, a lot of fans were upset today by the whole Darius Slay thing. You know, uh, Some people saying the Eagles were disrespectful to Slay, which I don't actually think that's the case. They allowed him to seek out a trade, and then when it became obvious that a trade wasn't going to happen, the Eagles said, okay, well, we will allow you to go wherever you want to go. I don't think that's disrespectful. Disrespectful would have been one saying, we don't want to pay you, and we're just going to cut you. Like, that would be disrespectful in my opinion. They said, go find a partner if you want a partner. But if there was a general manager after this past football season that is entitled to make one or two unpopular decisions, I'd make the argument that Howie should be given some leeway.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I, I mean, it's one move, you know. And again, like, it's not it's not terrible because he was on the last year of his contract. He wanted an extension. The Eagles were not going to give him one, which I think is a wise decision. I think that's the wise, the mm-hmm. wise thing to do. Um, I do think like you you could have got something for him. Like the whole idea of like oh there was no market for him is just like I don't know how much I I don't know man.
0: Well, there had to have been something. My wondering is if they had traded him, what are the cap implications versus them cutting him?
1: Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. I, I don't know, no know how it works. I'm not gonna, like, yeah. It's
0: hard for me to just guess, but my I would kind of believe that maybe if they had traded him, they would have had to retain a certain amount of salary, which would not have allowed them to save any money, whereas cutting him as a post-June 1 designated cut allows them to save, because apparently they're going to save like I read, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that it was like $3 million, which I would like to think it's a little more than 3 million because oh, see, I have heard something pro
1: that said it was 8. I don't know though. See, Again, I'm not sure no how sense. it works. Just cutting a pro bowler to save 3 million dollars does not make a lot. Does not make sense. Yeah, at that point just just keep him for the year. What are uh-huh. you doing? Right.
0: Uh, now, I'll also say this. AJ Brown very funny on Twitter, um <laughs> tweeting about fruits and vegetables last night and then getting on his soapbox and saying like the reason I'm tweeting about fruits and vegetables is cuz all y'all need to chill and I'm just like AJ, have you met Philadelphia?
1: That's the thing, dude. Like, uh, I think the trade was great, obviously, with with Tennessee to get AJ Brown here. He's an unbelievable receiver. He's outstanding. But at the same time, like, I think Philadelphia also needs to brace itself and understand like AJ's not a quiet guy, no, and he's he not. never has been. But that's what I love about him. I love right, him. I, I right. Love what he did. Just, you know, just got to you know, expect, like, like, he's going to always... That, you know, just requires
0: perfection. Like, I, I'm not expecting the 1992 Dream Team to morph itself into NFL players and join the Eagles. Like, here's the thing. AJ, <laughs> after that Super Bowl performance and after the way well, he performed throughout the season, he's earned, he can talk as much as he wants. I don't care. He's yeah, he's awesome. I love the guy. He is forever in my heart, like, my favorite Eagles receiver almost already. More than T.O., right. more than <laughs> Deshaun Jackson, more than Alsh- Alshon Jeffrey, like... AJ is freaking awesome. With that said, I get, like, at the same time, we're also talking about the guys that he's going to go to work with, and he's thinking about, like, oh, can we get back there next year? So I'm sure he's just like, I hope we know what we're doing. Like, I hope we're making the right moves, as every Eagles fan is going to feel. To all the Giants fans and Cowboys fans that are like, the Eagles are collapsing. yeah, I'm just like, all right. You know, we still have the – no one's talking about the offense is still pretty much maintained. Which is
1: fine, right, which is still – yeah, other than Miles Sanders going. But I don't I don't think that's like, listen,
0: um, let's just huge. In, in all seriousness, let's just say Rashad Penny stays healthy for half a season. Um which again that's that's asking a lot for Rashad That is asking Penny. a lot, yeah. Um <laughs> if you get Rashad Penny and Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell and maybe like a, a later round draft pick with Jalen Hurts as well, that's still gonna be a pretty good running team. Like the the running game I can't imagine is gonna take too much of a step back. Uh, it stinks to lose miles Sanders but that's what was going to happen when the guy ran for over a thousand yards and had the best season of his career He performed well in a career year or in a contract year that's what happens you lose them at the end of the day you always lose them uh, i'm literally trying to see i'm literally trying to see like there's no breaking news as of right now The only thing is that the Eagles some Eagles fans are reacting to the fact that they have not officially released. Darius Slay, which
1: well, yeah, because again, it's a it's a post June first designation, right? I mean, that's how that whole works. Yeah, my
0: question is though, does, I mean, but that wouldn't mean that Darius has to wait so long until he can sign a contract, right?
1: I don't know, I have that no is, idea.
0: That would be kind of that would be kind of crappy.
1: I don't know shit when it comes to this stuff. To be completely honest I with really you, I
0: really don't think that that prevents a player from being able to sign a contract elsewhere. I think that um that would that is kind of interesting though, just to be like. We're going to cut them. Well, it's March 13th, or it's March 15th. No, no, we're going to designate as post-June 1. Right. Okay, all right, you can just have all the money you want. Jerry, Br- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's
1: no, I, that's exactly. Like, I don't know how that all works. But the other thing, too, dude, like, again, everyone talking about, like, the, the, when you we'll go back to the Giants and, and Dallas fans because they're just, you know, irrelevant, so they're going to be talking shit. Um, the Eagles have a top-ten pick, too.
0: Yes, they do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So, like, you know, worst comes to worst, run man, run they'll just draft a defensive lineman or draft a cornerback or draft a running back, and at the at thirty, they could draft a running back at thirty, like, and still be fine. So, I, you know, just let's all just hold your horses, Mister. We're gonna give Daniel Jones forty million a fucking year, really? That's gonna work out, okay? Oh, now you have Darren Waller. That's gonna, yeah, that's really gonna improve your shit quarterback and how He's well right. he throws. I'm not gonna jump down
0: Daniel Jones's throat, but um, I am. Like whatever, like I'm it's yeah,
1: gonna... no, it's. So
0: I'm looking at the I'm, I'm looking at it right now. So um, the June one designation allows teams to divide the accelerated charges across two seasons. While financially the end result is the same, this designation provides teams with more cap flexibility in the current year. After June 1, future year's prorated money no longer accelerates into the current league year. Instead, the only current year's prorated bonuses count towards the cap. The remaining prorated money accelerates into the following season. So essentially, what it's saying, let's just say, and here's a good example. Uh, Prior to June 1, a player with $5 million in prorated bonuses from 2022 to 2026, whose contract will be terminated, will have a $5 million dead money cap charge for 2022. But if they do it post June one, only one million dollars will be charged against the cap in twenty twenty two. So basically, if Darius Slay was gonna make seventeen million dollars, X amount of money is gonna be charged against them for this year, giving them some cap relief and then they'll have to just deal with it next year.
1: Okay. Okay. So I
0: think I, that, that's that's kinda what but I'm But does
1: that at. does that answer the question that he can he sign with the team? Before uh, then? Or no? No, of course not. It doesn't answer that question. <laughs>
0: the question of how the eagles make money from this
1: (laughs) right right well yeah well so i know we are wondering that that is that is something we're wondering you know but
0: but other than that man like i tell you what you notice i mean cameron can see it not you listening at home um i've got my Allen iverson jersey on um the uh right now right now philadelphia is a basketball city as we wait to see what happens with uh the Philadelphia Eagles free agency world baseball Classic's been underway the United States defeated Great Britain lost to Mexico but destroyed Canada so you know I'll take two or three from three of the you know three of those countries uh shout out to Great Britain for two things one having the world's worst jerseys I've ever seen in my life did you see those jerseys yeah they're
1: just they're just very like I'm a I'm a I'm a simple guy I like the basic shit, you know what I mean? Like, I always have, and that was even too much for me. That yeah, was just yeah, like, what like, are we, okay. That just bad. looked like, like, like uh, you sent me the, the photo of the great value potato chips. That was pretty good. That was a pretty good comparison. Like, you ever see the Chris Rock bit where he talks about how, like, he used to buy name brand food, and it just oh, said like rice. Chris.
0: Yeah, it just says yeah, rice yeah, on it. that's what I thought
1: like, And he goes, you look at the back of the box, it says, look on the front of the box. That's what you're getting. Like that's just, I, I just that's what their the uniforms look like. Terry Crews is buying the bag of chips. It's just a
0: white bag with black lettering that said chips on it.
1: Right, right. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And that's
0: what it was. Yeah. Um. The other thing I want to shout out the United States for one. How about the fan yelling at Kyle Schwarber to hit a swarm bomb, and Schwarber proceeds to. Hit a home run Dude, I, I I'm, I'm not
1: even watching any of this shit. I, I don't. I don't know any of this. I know they made some poor pitcher from Canada want to just jump off a cliff because they just <laughs> destroyed him. I know that happened, and I then I know it. they got crushed by Mexico. But like, that's you, we saw you, that
0: uh, coming. You really needed to understand. Like, you could just see that pitcher had to face off against J.T. Romuto, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner. Like, and the kid's like 19 years old. That is. Bullshit to have to go against. Well,
1: the thing is, dude. Like walking into that, you're just gonna. You're just. You gotta know. You gotta know. You're like, this is gonna. (laughs) Nate Diaz has said before every MMA fight that he goes into, he just goes. They ask him, like, "Are you afraid?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm afraid." Yes, every fight I walk into, I go, "This is gonna suck," (laughs) and that's what that kid had to walk into that game thinking, "This is this is not this blows this blows."
0: It does suck. I, I felt for the kid, but at the same time, you know, I'm just gonna. It's the World Baseball
1: Classic. If if they go easy on them, if they go easy on them, that's patronizing the kid. You know what I mean? So are we gonna are we gonna patronize them, or are we just gonna? To me, going easy on them shows them an even more lack of respect. It's just like we're not even gonna go full force on you. Whereas this one is just like we are gonna go full force on you because we respect you. However, um, you're gonna you're gonna be really sad for a long time. This is this might make you not want to play anymore. <laughs>
0: it's well, I'll tell you what. Baseball Ugh. is one of those sports Ugh. where like. Being a pitcher, I feel like you know if you, remember um who who was the quarterback that threw like five interceptions in one game?
1: Oh, in Denver, it, yeah. it, um, are you talking about that guy, the guy in Denver who like last played quarterback as like a wide receiver in high school or some shit? Or are you yeah. talking about um uh Peterman?
0: Yeah, Nathan Peterman, That's Nate Peterman
1: with know. the Bills. Yeah, he so threw he five picks in five one game. Yes,
0: against the Chargers, I think. In it was uh it was the twenty seventeen season, I think.
1: Something like that. Yeah. It was, that's yeah. a bad performance,
0: right? Like, that's yeah. rough. But the good yeah. news is that, like, the camera pans and, like, the action gets shifted over to, like, what the other team's doing once they have the ball. When you're a pitcher and you're just... It cuts hitting,
1: right to your face. It's, it's
0: <laughs> all on you, buddy. That is all on you. Every pitch that they crush, every ground ball that makes it through the infield, every double off the wall, every time the camera's always going to pin back to the pitcher and be like, ugh, it's not a good pitch. Like... Yeah. So... I feel like it's even more – like, the quarterback is the most important position in sports. Pitcher's not far off in terms no, of like – No,
1: no, you're right. You're but absolutely right. Here's a great example in pitching master class.
0: You know, I do D3 baseball, and I love D3 baseball. It is phenomenal. I, I It's so much fun. Arcadia, a team that Penn State-Harrisburg just played and beat in a series two out of three. They just played Denison. The final score of that game was 25-23. to 23.
1: Jesus H. Christ. In ten
0: innings. The game Body lasted five hours and 30 minutes. Said! Said!
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I, I hope you all understand that, firstly, 17 pitchers were used, and there were 48 hits and 46 runs. Or, I'm sorry, Did they have, 40- did they have
1: 17 pitchers just sitting there?
0: 11 pitchers for Arcadia, six for Dennison.
1: Jesus, dude.
0: So when there's bad pitching, it's pretty magnified because no one's gonna talk about Arcadian Denison if the game finishes two to th- three to two. It's like, oh, it was, you know, it's just another baseball game. Twenty-five to twenty-three. Who are those pitchers? Cut their scholarships immediately.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, sad. That's what the yeah.
0: is gonna be. Now, I don't feel that way. Like, I feel bad for those kids. There was, I think, there was one pitcher that didn't even record an out. He didn't even record an out. That
1: stinks. Like, dude, if you show up on the bus with eleven pitchers. You you like you're already writing like that like we suck. Why do you need eleven coming into a game?
0: Well, I I will say this. I would they're they're not all pitchers. A lot of these guys that they probably (laughs) were probably position players. They're just like hey yo, Mark Mark, can you
1: throw? Get in there.
0: (laughs) I'm that's what it is. Listen, same thing happened to Penn State Harrisburg a couple days ago. Like Penn State Harrisburg's had some big games where they've knocked around some pitchers. They beat uh, um, Ferrum like twenty to four in a game. They beat up on uh, on Arcadia in a game. Uh, they just had to play Christopher Newport. Lo and behold, at one point, the designated hitter became the pitcher for Penn State Harrisburg because Christopher Newport just got the better of Penn State Harrisburg in that game. It happens. Like in D3 baseball, if you're a position player, expect to pitch a little bit. But when you're the starting pitcher of, the, of a country, this is a totally different <laughs> ballgame we're talking about. You are the starting pitcher in the World Baseball Classic for, uh. for, Kanata, for, for, for the for the Leaf people and you got dinged up like that. Yeah, I can understand why you might want to jump off the bridge. I can I get it. That's a tough situation to find yourself in.
1: I mean, dude, but like imagine that in any other sport. Like you could you put a center in a goaltender cuz you're just like, dude, he's just he's just sucking it up. All both of them suck right now. So lace them up, put the pads on and get in there cuz we need something, dude. Hey
0: Hey Claude, we got to get you in there yeah. for a couple
1: periods. You're good at scoring goals, right? It's just the opposite thing. Just do that. Just do the opposite.
0: Can you? Like, always... I will say this. I did think about it later. What if it was like the, the you know the the uh, the world like uh, the big event in hockey, like the Olympics, right for ice hockey? Imagine if Canada goes into a game, whether it's against the United States, whether it's against Russia, and the Canadian goalie allows five goals in the first period of the gold game. That Canadian goaltender would have to be be put into witness protection. I think.
1: Uh, you're you're not kidding. You're it's not like, kidding. it
0: would be the worst thing to ever happen to Canadian Unacceptable.
1: sports. Yeah. No, it's that. Be bad. Canada doesn't take that shit lightly. They I don't. do so. Dude, I remember don't. Vancouver, 2011? I mean, he burnt the city down. Burnt the city down. Because Milan Lucic was lifting up a cup in their <laughs> building, for Christ's sake, dude. Don't get me wrong. I understand it. Like, it, it, that guy? You got to look at that guy. Like, he, <laughs> and he's lifting up, like. No, I'm not saying because he's bad. I'm just saying because, like, he was one of those guys you just love to hate. Brad Marchand. Lifting up a cup when you were up three one in the game. Jesus.
0: You're up two oh in the series. You know, you had a great overtime win against Boston. Make it two oh it's just like wow. But um all in all seriousness, as the world baseball classic winds down, Philly season's just around the corner. Uh I'm dude, I am just
1: I'm just amped. I'm just so excited for Philly's baseball to be back. It's gonna be Same. awesome. Same dude at Casiano hit a two run homer the other day. It, it was good to see. Oh, that guy's back in form. Dude. If that guy's back at form, I mean, we're talking we're talking some craziness going on. We're talking some craziness.
0: As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run.
1: <laughs> like it's just it's yeah. If and, he's uh, back, man, with Trey Turner, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be insane. It could be a lot of fun. I'm very excited too.
0: Worth mentioning, Castellanos was one for three again. So he had a, he was having a really bad um, spring training so far. But the last couple of days, he's really turned things around. He had a home run yesterday. He got another um, RBI hit today, so he's looking a little bit better. Hoskins has been looking okay in spring training. Brandon Marsh has been looking okay in spring training. Uh, honestly, this is a team that you just kind of look at and you're just like, you know what, this team has the makings, I don't know, not of like a – I don't think they're going to come out and be 20-4 and four to start the season, but – they were not a 100-win team last year, and they went to the World Series. Aaron Noel looks good. The only concern I've had, the only concern I've had outside of Castellanos struggling so far this spring, uh, Wheeler struggled a little bit, but the, until his velocity starts taking significant dips, I'm not going to worry about it. I, it's spring training. You experiment with a lot of different stuff. Never, never get too concerned, I think, over preseason baseball.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Believe it or not, though, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm watching more Flyers hockey than I have all year. So I, I
0: watched the Vegas ga- the, the the Knights game last night.
1: I did. I did. I watched most of it. Not all of it, most of it, though. Um, Nick Seeler, what the fuck was that, dude? Did you see that goal that he had?
0: Oh, yeah, I saw. It
1: was ridiculous. Like, it was fun. But, again, like, it was one of those kind of, you know, y- you're not going to see that probably ever again uh, out of the guy. But no, to be honest with guy you.
0: Guy we see that stuff out of.
1: Ever. No. But to be honest with the dude, his, given his contract, how he's played this year, I don't hate the guy, you know? I think he's played better than what he's getting paid. I'm not psyched to, like, re-sign him when he's a must-sign, but, I like, he's well-improved. I like that. that. Owen Tippett, dude, well-improved. Maybe making that Giroud trade not look as horrible. Um, Still so bad, though. Still bad, because Giroux is a point-per-game player, again. Um, Not that he ever wasn't, you know, so... <laughs> Here we are. Um, but.
0: Morgan Frost got a goal. Uh, Brendan Lemieux got his first point as a flyer. Like That was pretty cool, I guess. That's not.
1: He had a goal. Oh, that's right. He did have a goal. He Technically. Right. He did have a goal. Kind of. Bad. You know, yeah. yeah. Which no um, one really saw, except I guess he said it hit his stick. <laughs> and I guess we're just taking his word. We're just like, oh, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> but I'll <laughs> also say this. Uh, Travis Sandheim
1: got a goal last night as well. Oh, um, yeah, speaking of good contracts. Yeah, that's another one. Yay. That's Way good. to be, Travi. Hey, Travis.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you could do more of that, that'd be great. Um, last year, you and I looked at Nick Sealer being re-signed, and we kind of joked about, like, oh, yeah, what a great signing, right? Like, Nick Steeler. Uh, but you are right. Nick Steeler has played admirably for a guy that, I mean, is he even making a million dollars? I don't even think he's making a million dollars. No, no.
1: dude. For for a bottom six, a, a seventh D-man, uh, that contract looks great right you now. Yeah. You can do a lot worse. Yeah.
0: A lot worse. I like this, though. Last night Cam York 20 minutes of ice time. Yes. Yes. And he might have only he might have been a minus 1 on the ice, but all all told not too bad. Not too bad at all for like a guy that we're relying on to be like this really really good defenseman for the Philadelphia Flyers and it's hard to look good when you're skating with a team that resembles that more of a giant mound of triceratops shit <laughs> than anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To quote Jeff Goldblum, that is one big pile of shit. Yes, it but is, yeah. we sucked from head to toe. Yeah. it's And, it's, and John, it's going to look worse as the season goes along. But the Flyers have moved into the bottom five of the standings.
1: Connor Bedard. Yep, Bernard. Get, Bernard. There. Bernard. get there. Get there. If need you get in the bottom off, five, you could win that lottery. You, you, can. Could, you could win that lottery. We, I like it. I like it. Yeah. All
0: we need is some bottoming out here, people. We just need some bottoming out and then a little bit of luck. From the draft or lottery draft gods. That's all we need. Yeah. That's all we got. That's all we need.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So I, I kind of feel mixed about this, right? Because I heard his interview last night. Sean Couturier wants to play at least a little bit this season. And at first, I'm thinking, I mean, dude, just rehab it. It's not gonna, it's not gonna mean anything. But I, I listened to what he was saying. I was kind of like, I, okay, I kind of, I kind of hear him. Where he's going, you know, I, I get it. I've been rehabbing enough. I want to get that feel of playing again. I want to get the feel of I am a hockey player. And to me, instilling that confidence into himself, I get that. I get that. But do you take the risk? Do you take the risk?
0: No. I, right. I, 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 I admire <laughs> that Sean Couturier wants to play again. I, I, I love that shirt on Sean Couturier. I, I I'm glad that he wants to play again. I'm glad that he feels better. So no. what he should do is just shut up. No, no, you're not playing again. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Like, I'm not bringing yeah. – uh, and, like, you know, people forget because Sean Couture hasn't played in two years. He is a great player. He's yeah.
1: I mean, dude, he he won a Selkie the last forward. full season he played.
0: Yeah. Like, the last full season he played, he was one of the – like, he still showed himself to be, like, one of the best two-way forwards out there. He, yeah. he was a Selkie winner, for God's sake. Yeah. So, no. I love you, dude. No. You are not playing this season. I'm when not going to go. When we there. get Connor Bedard and we have more of a team under second year head coach John Tortorella and our foundation can look a little bit better than it does right now, yeah, by all means, play 27 minutes a game. I don't care. But no, no, absolutely not. I am not risking your health for this god awful, tur- just train wreck of a year.
1: No. I, I hear that. I hear that. And you know, if that lights a fire in him for the off season, then cool, that's good. But if it if it knocks down his confidence, kind of makes him feel bad about himself, that that worries me. I don't want I don't want Shawnee to feel sad. I don't want him to be upset. Listen, you know, I don't
0: think Sean Couturier playing on this team this year
1: is going to make him jump for joy either. So that's no, I yeah, I hear you. That's By true. By the way,
0: today's March fifteenth. Now I don't know when it was official. I don't know when it was official. What's up? But the Boston Bruins have officially clinched a playoff berth. I just thought I'd mention this.
1: Oh, I didn't. I didn't know when that was official. I mean, I thought that was official when they won the first thirty games of the season. For Christ's sake, dude, they're insane. It is now like it is
0: early. It is still mid March. It is now mathematically impossible for the Boston Bruins to miss the playoffs. By comparison, the Toronto Maple Leafs, or I'm sorry, even a better example, the Carolina Hurricanes are forty four, fourteen, and eight. It is still mathematically possible for them to
1: miss the playoffs. They won't, but it's still there. It's still possible. Yeah, dude, I think, I forget which team's number two in goal differential, but they have like a plus 58, and number one is Boston, and it jumps from plus 58 to 103. It's ridiculous. And, like, when you look at their team, like, stat-wise, like, Pasternak's having a great year. He's got 88 points this season, but, like, after that, it kind of dips down by, like, 30 points. They have a lot of depth. Defensively, they are shut down. Goaltending, ridiculous. It's it's all the makings of what like I always say. The President's Trophy team never wins the Stanley Cup, and it usually doesn't. And I don't necessarily think Boston will win because of that reason, just because of the superstition. But I don't know, dude. They have the perfect makeup. They they should win. They should win the Stanley Cup. Dude. They should. They, they, should, the they should. But know what team ever does that? Um, they're going to
0: play most likely. Just looking at the top three, so the top three teams from each division. It's Boston, Toronto, yeah. Tampa in the Atlantic, and then in the Metro, it's Carolina, New Jersey, <sighs> New York, and then your wild card teams are the uh, Penguins and the Islanders, so they would have to play the Islanders if the season ended today, that would be a disaster, like the Islanders would just get swept out, the Islanders are not very good, yeah, um, now, they should get swept out, the most interesting matchup they could get, and I want to see it happen, I'm begging for it. I want the Toronto Maple Leafs to play the Balls Why do you the want Orleans.
1: that to happen in Toronto again? Be- well, it would mean two things. One, it means Toronto actually got past. That's true. Rams. That's true. Yeah. Fair and enough. would yeah. mean that. Good for them.
0: And Toronto, if, if there was ever a year Toronto was going to do it, like this has got to be it because the Tampa Bay Lightning are not as good at this point, I think, as the Maple Leafs. And you want to talk about balanced scoring. John Tavares 30 goals. Yeah. Austin Matthews 31 goals. William Nylander 35 goals. Do Mitch
1: Marner then, 61 Mitch Marner, assists or some shit like that? Yeah. It, he's
0: got 85 points in 66 yeah. games. Now, I mean, he's no Connor McDavid. I mean, who is, but it's just it's just a testament how amazing Connor McDavid is. But before I go back on my love affair with Connor McDavid, there's other things at, at play in here for Toronto. Most notably, I have got to give a lot of love to my main man, the former Hershey bear, Ilya Samson off a two four one GAA this season with a nine one five save percentage. This is a solid hockey team. And in a year in an era where we've seen sports, ne- sports memes die. I would love to see the Toronto Maple Leafs win a playoff round before the Dallas Cowboys get back to the NFC championship game. So I'm rooting for the Maple Leafs to make some noise in the playoffs. Um, Carolina's a fun team. I'll be interested to see what they do. But if I'm being legit, I I really like the New Jersey Devils a lot. Like I, I like the Devils a lot out of the Metro. I don't, area. I hate them. They're
1: But I no, yeah. Them. I I no, know, know, I know what to say. <laughs> point, you're saying. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying though. Like and dude, here's one thing. Here's one player you forgot about on Toronto. Okay. Very important. He's having a career year at age thirty three. Luke Shen,
0: oh, that's right. Luke Three Shen. goals, Look, eighteen
1: Luke assists, Shen. twenty-one points—a career <laughs> high. What the fuck <laughs> is happening, dude? Like, am I fucking uh, crazy, it's, here? dude? Luke Shen, I saw that on their roster, and I was just like, no, it's a different one. And I like, I was like, looked, I was like, dude, no way. He crushed it with Vancouver Luke this Shen. year. Traded to Toronto right on the, the trade deadline. Adding more depth, Toronto is. I think they're all in. I think they're they're feeling what you're no, feeling. Should they be. should be. It's
0: the best team they've had of this era of the Austin. Uh, I love Aggies
1: that they have O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly too. That's another like just great depth piece. It's they're built very well. They're built very very well.
0: Because they're because in the past they've been more finesse. Like they haven't. You were never confused that Toronto Maple Leafs to be this tough team. But adding the presence of Ryan O'Reilly changes all of that. Ryan Riley's a tough guy like you can't just push him around they've had they have Tyler Bozak I believe still um so they this is a this is a good team that I think all in all is going to make noise also they have one of my just throwing this out here one of my favorite players Mark Giordano yeah he's that guy's there.
1: awesome dude like that's
0: another one that's pretty he's good. like the, the dad of the um, NHL
1: he, you know yeah
0: he, captain of the Flames for, like, 3,000 years. <laughs> and they've, Zach Aston Reese is there. And I, not Tyler Bozick. I don't know why I was saying Tyler Bozick. I was thinking of TJ Brody that yeah. they have there. Yeah. The guy that the Flyers thought signed, but then decided to go to Toronto. Yes. So, hey, good decision and there, Dude, T.J.
1: another Let's another start. former Flyer, right. Eric Gustafson, 38 points with that team. Oh, Again, like, you know, he's doing – Did you just say Eric Yes, Eric Gustafson, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yep, oh. seven goals, 31 assists, 38 points. Uh, having a great year. Having one of his best years, except for, what was it, against Chicago, Chicago in 2019? Yeah, where he had 60 points. Um, but again, at, yeah, that's when everyone acquired the trade like, deadline. Straight. Another guy that they traded for is they're they're going all in. They're going all in. They won it.
0: As they should. I mean, as they should. There's just no other way ab- around it. He's been, like, this team has all the pieces. But again, they're not better than Boston. Like boston's the best team in the no hockey.
1: but again dude that the president's trophy the team. team
0: i understand the best team in hockey doesn't yeah. always win but remember we, we were talking about this in one of the other episodes like missed opportunities boston not winning the cup would be a disgrace yeah
1: i i joke every time i talk about them though i always just go yeah like you know they're looking like they haven't won this they they haven't lost this they're amazing they're this they're that and i always go oh, but they're going to be out by the second round of the playoffs like it's just because that's how hockey goes like that's just how it happens usually but i don't know dude boston's always always knocking on the door so like I-, I can't really say that they're always they're always good man it's fucking annoying it's annoying but they're just good and it's really frustrating coming from a team that isn't good but it is what it is what are you gonna do
0: I'm telling you it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild when the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Seattle Kraken meet up in the Stanley Cup Finals this year. It's just like If I see golf. that
1: son of a bitch behind the bench with a fucking cup, I swear to god. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god. I I don't know what I'll do. I don't know.
0: I don't know who I like out of the Western Conference. Like I really don't. Like Vegas I guess is pretty good. The Kings have been good this year. Edmonton, you can just you can't ever trust Edmonton. I love Edmonton, but it just they never get it done. in no, the No, I agree,
1: dude. I, I agree. It's it's annoying. The Avalanche have not been very good this year. Dallas has
0: been fine, but again, like, I'm not inspired by Dallas. I'm
1: rooting for Edmonton. Like I'm know. rooting for them because I want McDavid. Like you can't have yeah, this like, guy. The only team in the West I want to see. I, I want it.
0: The NHL needs Conor McDavid yeah. in the Stanley yes.
1: Cup Finals. It does. Like, dude, no one like. Oh, I I talk to people who watch hockey and uh, who don't watch hockey and. Like, you know, they all know Wayne Gretzky and Sidney Crosby, blah, yada, yada, yada. But like a lot of them don't know Connor McDavid. And that's because here those games don't come on till eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night. So like no one gives a shit. And then when it comes to the playoffs, like he's out by the first or second round, despite the fact that he's scoring two or three points a game. It's and I just show people highlights and they're just like, Holy shit and I'm like, Yeah, yeah, that's who's sitting over there, not winning anything right now.
0: Just imagine a world where Somehow Toronto makes their way to the Cup, and then you have Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid as the pros boys for the Stanley Cup Finals. Talk about putting the NHL back
1: on. Dude, the Dude, that's Canada's me. wet dream right there. They would be oh, psyched. Of course, it is A, an all-Canadian Stanley Cup. Yeah, it would be. Uh, and everything, all everything, all the equilibriums of the world would just come together. Everything would just melt together. Everything would be right. War would stop. There'd be nothing but peace. There'd be no more hate. <laughs>
0: the Russians would believe that. It would that's,
1: be it. Would, that's it. They would. it's it. Putin would just be like, "Well, it's not worth it." <laughs> not
0: yeah, for me, uh, for the Fly Guys podcast, <sighs> uh, my name is Justin Goodhart. This has been Cameron Klein. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Fly Guys Podcast at Goodhart Justin at Cameron Klein fifteen. Oh, uh, Cameron! I'll tell you what, editing suddenly seems like it's going to be a breeze. Pretty cool, right? I know, right? Um, we just have to be more careful to not. I guess say anything that needs to be taken out. Like if we reveal like our own like social security numbers, I guess that'd be the one thing we have to just kind of. Yeah. Cause
1: I do that out. a lot. Yeah. I just, it just slips in <laughs> conversation. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: but, um, as far as everything else goes, uh, enjoy the free agency frenzy that we have in the NFL. It's always Christmas time around this time of the year for NFL fans. Um, and if you're enjoying the world baseball classic, go United States or Hey, Um, Hey, I'm enjoying Israeli baseball. Good for Garrett Stubbs. You know, got a big hit for the Israelis in their win over Nicaragua. Um, Be happy, be healthy, and as always, let's go Flyers.